Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa dematis Lapore and Anne Baldwin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Connection. I'm one of your hosts of this program, Ann Baldwin. It's great to be with you this morning. Good morning. This is Lisa dematis Lapori from The Connection, joining Ann Baldwin. <laughs> it's so nice. It feels like spring, doesn't it? I know. Thank God. Today, I had to wear this Robin Eggs Blue. It's beautiful. It just means... Makes your eyes pop. It means spring to me. All right. And I love spring, with one exception. What? Pollen. No. What? You know those little Cadbury eggs? Oh, those Cadbury They're eggs. like chocolate on the inside, right. and then they have a hard coating. Well, they came out like a month ago. They're supposed to come out right before Easter, but that, like every other holiday. And favorite? Oh, my goodness. I can't even tell you how many of those eggs I have do, eaten. Do they have like those marshmallows, like an egg inside? Like no, it's just a milk chocolate middle and then a hard coating on oh, the outside. okay, okay. So anyway, what I do at night is I watch television and I hold them in my hands, these eggs, yeah. until they get start to melt. And then I eat them. <laughs> That's my strategy with these as eggs. As long as it works. As long as it works. So anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, lots of great things. Your your son won his basketball tournament. I saw it on Facebook Live, so Wonder, it must be true. That's awesome. And now we're down to three colleges. He, he did get into UConn. Great. So we're excited. That's great. So UConn, Quinnipiac, or Sacred Heart University. Okay. Well, May the best college win. Keep us posted. I'll keep you posted. We've got all these big events coming up. I'm going to be... Uh, Attending my daughter's wedding, April 11th in oh, Texas. That's right. So that's been in the planning stages. So that's keeping us that's busy. Exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. So, so good. all good things. And speaking of good things, we've got one of the connections, uh, staff people here, workers, what do you call them? Uh, treasures. You're a treasure. <laughs> that's what Lisa calls all of her employees at I the do. connection. And it's true. Nikita. Um, so I already said her name, Nikita Jocelyn is here and she's the training and staff development specialist at the connection. And she does training for us and all of our staff to, um, ensure that their skills are up to speed and that they have the training that they need to be able to do their jobs effectively and efficiently. And um, as you can see, Nikita's always smiling and she's always positive. 
and, and she's engaging and everyone always says great things about Nikita. So, so wh- how did you get into this? Nikita, it's nice to Welcome, have you on the Nikita. program. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So how did you get into this? And, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, so many of the programs at The Connection. And as a matter of fact, we've talked about all of them several times. But how did you get into this and what kind of training are you providing? And we'll get into the fact not only for The Connection staff, but now your training has gone beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came on as an employee in 2014, um, and I started working in one of our um, client programs. And I, you know, saw that there was an opportunity to learn more about training, and there was a position that was opening, and I applied for it, and I got it, and I was super excited because I always had a passion for training and working directly with people. And with training, you're able to give them the knowledge and the skills right. and interact with people, mm-hmm. and it's a different group of people, and and it's kind of brainstorming and engaging, and I love it. Um, so I've been working as a training specialist for the last uh, four years um, and I provide training from the moment a new hire comes into our agency where we do kind of new hire orientations give them the information that they need to know to kind of you know compliance based trainings like CPR uh, to kind of other professional development training such as you know time management skills becoming a leader um, and so on so when it comes to training um, one of the things that you must focus on I'm sure because some of your employees themselves are um, exposed to trauma and difficult situations so talk a little bit about that kind of training mm-hmm. Um, so we, of course, are realizing that there are a lot uh, in regards to our staff and also the needs of our clients, that there are a lot of issues that um, that they're facing, not just kind of maybe homelessness or um, maybe um, dealing with, you know, being incarcerated and being released from being incarcerated, but we realize that there are a lot more kind of issues that we need to address. So we have definitely revamped our training department where we offer training such as providing care through a trauma-informed care lens. Um, and that's focusing on how to be trauma-informed, um, how to um, engage with individuals that we're serving in an appropriate manner where we are aware that potentially they may have trauma, but we are respectful and make sure that we are consider of their safety emotionally and, phys- and physical as well mm-hmm. um, and also mental first aid is also a training that we offer our staff which gives them kind of that those skills to ultimately respond to someone having a mental health crisis as well mm-hmm. so we've really spent a lot of time developing a uh, curriculum and catalog that we also offered offer to outside folks to attend not just our our own staff to be sure that people are getting the skills that they need to deal with the situations that they're faced with every day which I don't want to understate because we're dealing with public safety we're dealing with um, folks coming out of incarceration mental health substance abuse and we believe, and I know, you know, Nikita is um, really a model to um, stand by our mission, which 
part of that also is um, valuing our staff and ensuring that our staff have the skills that they need to do this difficult work and knowing that the agency is here for them and wanting to be sure that they know how to take care of themselves, right? Because mm -hmm. otherwise we can't have good results if we don't have staff who have the tools to do their work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't even imagine what some of the things that people go through as far as your staff on a r pretty regular basis. That gives me an opportunity to introduce another guest on the program here today, and it's Jeffrey Fish, Officer Jeffrey Fish. And he's with the Hartford Police Department and part of their crisis intervention team, or what we call CIT coordinator. Thank you for being there. And there's really a synergy between the Connections program and working with not only um, individuals like yourself and the Hartford Police Department, but law enforcement and first responders across the state. So welcome. welcome. And Thank you very much. And what's your role in this program? My role in this program is I'm an instructor in mental health first aid, and we also, I'm also an instructor in our LEADS class, Law Enforcement Active Diffusion. And we're always trying to get the best information to our officers so that we have the tools to help as much as possible. So what kind of information are you talking about? So that you can get some sort of a read before, let's say, uh, there's a response for some sort of a activity about mental health background or maybe substance abuse or history of incarceration. Are those the types of things that you're talking about? Well, as police officers, we are faced with unknowns when we go out to different calls and having the best tools to recognize what people are suffering from. Uh, that's where this training comes in. Helps you to recognize different uh, mental health crises that people might be going through and to best route them to their treatment. So, ex so what you're saying then, if I'm understanding is, again, the same kind of thing that we believe in at The Connection is, you're teaching officers to know the signs and to read, do a quick read of the situation, to assess what's happening, to know exactly how to respond and how to act, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's interesting. I'm just going to throw something in. So I had to, anyway, short story, had to call the police. My mother um, had passed out. All these things were happening. It was horrendous. I was in Florida. And I knew that they all came in and dispatched. And what I saw happen was they were reading, looking at the medication, taking in the environment, trying to understand without, they didn't even say anything, sort of what exactly was happening at that moment. And they all took a piece of sort of the situation and I was su super impressed and and I know that that's what our you know our uh, police force does in Connecticut and that you have to have really tight skills to be able to take to just go into a situation and handle it immediately right well, that's why we try to inform our officers of all the different types of mental health crises people might be going through mm -hmm. and open their eyes and see the whole picture see if they can get that information from the the scene and what questions to ask is. right and what, what are the questions to exactly ask the people. Mm -hmm. so do you two present together we don't no we no. don't okay no. but he's an instructor and I'm also yep. an instructor as well. <laughs> okay so separate tracks yes. so and a lot of this stuff is required right you might either earn credits specific credits for it or it might be part of your licensing 
So where can people get more information? So they can visit our website, theconnectioninc.org, um, and there they can actually access our training catalog. Our training catalog has different versions of different sorts of trainings mm -hmm. from our leadership enhancement trainings to our professional development and also has our mental health first aid training. So we offer different versions of the mental health first aid training, one that's geared towards community members um, and also one that's geared towards uh, first responders as well. Okay, so you can check that out. And um, Officer Fish, I know I've done training with some of the Hartford Police Department officers and it sounds like this one is kind of new and innovative and it must be kind of an emerging concept too because things are changing so you must really have a focus too on staying up with times now we've got coronavirus we've got you know different kinds of drugs that are out there so that must be part of your strategy too within Hartford PD and the training that you offer we try to once again stay up with the most modern technology and the most modern um outlooks on all these upcoming diseases or mental health so that we can give our officers the right tools to deal with anything that they're presented with. So could you, I'm sure there's listeners um, wondering this question, which is why does mental health matter to public safety? Well, mental health matters to public safety because we are dealing with so many different types of mental health whether it be someone that's bipolar or schizophrenic, um, we're going to have to deal with that. And instead of looking at it in a biased way, we're trying to do that in a non-biased way and find them the most efficient help that we can give them. That's really important. And, you know, I would think, too, it kind of takes away, we talk about this a lot on the show, right, Lisa, about the stigma. If you know what you're dealing with going into it, at least you have some sort of perspective mm -hmm. to deal with that particular situation. Uh, you know, somebody appears to just be, you know, out of control. Well, if you know the, the underlying reason for that, there's a different approach, right? right? Absolutely. And I think with mental health first aid, it gives individuals the opportunity to explore sometimes some of, some, some of that stigmatizing attitude that's out there. A, talking addressing mental illness and it gives you kind of a different look at it where you're examining that yes someone might be having a mental health crisis and how can we respond in a compassionate way to provide that support into you know until a professional comes and assists uh breaking the stigma of mental health is very important you if because society sees things that are out of the norm and they just think that this person's defective or shouldn't be in society. We try to break that stigma and just, it, this person could be hearing noises that we're not aware of. Mm -hmm. It could be something that they're very troubled about and we need to find them a solution that would help them to come to a peaceful conclusion and the best treatment that they can get. Wow. And and resources, right? Referral to resources is is the resources other component. Yeah. You know, maybe they're substance abusers, yeah. and so how can you get them to the next step of potential rehab or, or those kinds of things? That's always part of the. It's it's a continuum, right? It starts with the problem, which is why the police are probably there in the first place, and then you hope that there's a continuum of care that where these people can. So this is. And yeah, can I say this Absolutely. to you, Officer Fish? Sure. This is so heartwarming for me. 
for working in a system, mental health and substance abuse for so many years and to have you here today to talk about the compassion mm -hmm. that your department has and the work that you're putting the effort that you're putting in to deal with our citizens and I do think a lot of the time that law enforcement gets a bad rap mm -hmm. and I just want to say that this is you need to be commended and I applaud the the Absolutely. department uh -huh. for taking the time to do this type of work to realize that yes people can go back into society a lot of times they need treatment they need medication they need other things and we've seen people you know this is why we do the work we do with the connection but what i see what we're doing together is a really collaborative effort to really work towards our goal, which is the same as yours, and I just want to I want to applaud uh, applaud the Hartford Police That's, Department. Thank you. Really, I mean it. That's a really good point. We all appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much. And you know, great. if I can share a story, a real personal story, but I, I think it's really appropriate in this conversation. I remember back in my very active days of alcoholism, and where I lived, the Windsor Police Department was called a couple of times, and responded. And the same type of thing where they gathered the information. And do you know that probably two and a half years after, you know, I had gotten out of rehab and back on track, I got a knock at the door and I opened the door and there was a Windsor police officer standing there and my heart just sank in my, or it was in my throat or I don't know where it was, but that feeling of, oh my God, what's going on? And he just said, you know, I was one of the responders that was been at your house a while back and I just wanted to see how you're doing. I just wanted to check in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how great is that? You know, they care. You care. Yeah. You have a heart. And that's what the reason for all this is, right? Is to give people a better understanding of what people and everybody goes through. We're all human beings. We are right. all human. All human and we all have our demons, right? Yeah. So it's what you do with that that really matters. Oh, so talk a little bit about how um, Nikita, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Nikita Jocelyn. She's a training and staff development specialist at The Connection and uh, Officer Jeffrey Fish, who's the CIT coordinator, which is crisis intervention team for the Hartford Police Department. So how can people, we didn't really talk about how can they access your services, officer, or they all internal for law enforcement, but we have law enforcement people from, you share your expertise, do you not? Absolutely. We try to get the information out as much as possible. We do training for our recruits and continuing training for our officers as well. So that and what about other, other police departments? We also, if we're having a training course, we also try to Reach open out. that up to That's fantastic. outside agencies as well. Mm -hmm. And and how about you, Nikita? I know that you're also, we talked about going to the website. You've already had quite a response um, from other agencies coming in, wanting this training, wanting this expertise. And why recreate the wheel, right, Lisa? Mm -hmm. So the Connection already has a program. You already have curriculums. Right. So why not take advantage of that at a much smaller cost if you had to create the stuff yourself or fly to another part of the country to get it, right? right. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, we do have the different versions of the mental health first aid that people can access on our website and register for. And, you know, um, these are just so such, such an important course because mental health first aid, and I know we're talking about, you know, 
recognizing mental health crisis, but it can be beneficial for anyone taking this training. And when we're thinking of mental illness, people kind of like, well, I don't know how to respond or um, feel like I have to be a clinician or a therapist. You don't. You don't. No. And this training does not focus on teaching you to become a clinician or a therapist, but more of how to recognize the signs of someone in men- having a mental health crisis. So we go over some of the most common mental health disorders in the U.S. We use kind of like a five-point action plan that you can use in responding to that a person in crisis. It builds on, you know, focusing on being compassionate, um, using non-judgmental language and being using empathy as well, and de-es- and therefore you're de- de-escalating the situation Absolutely. when you arrive. And I'm sure you see that too, yep. Officer Fish, right? When you um... well, knowledge is power. So this course, like you said, is is significant with informing us on the different mental crises people might be facing and how to get them the proper attention they might need. Absolutely. So give me an example of a call where you got some good intel before arriving that really changed the outcome of the situation? Well, each call that we go to is unique. Uh, I know that, for example, there was an individual that was threatening to throw himself onto 84 or the highway. And um, based on my training, I was able to talk to him, to calm him down, to find out exactly how we could help him how we could convince him otherwise, and to assure him that we weren't just going to leave him after the fact. After he came off the bridge, we weren't going to leave him abandoned. We're going to make sure that we follow through, and get him to the tra- to the individuals that might be able to give him a, a peaceful solution to what is troubling him. So he didn't jump? No, he didn't. No. He saved his life? Well, that day, yes. That's, yep. a, that's wonderful. That really is amazing. That's amazing. And I like what you said, too, um, which is, Nikita, which is really interesting that just the average person who might be curious or, you know, maybe I have a neighbor with special needs or I know a family member, a loved one coming out of incarceration and I want to better be able to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, All these types of things. It's just you said it before, officer. Information is power. And the more you know, you know, the better off we all are because this society is just... It's, it's so filled with so many different things. And to have that ability and knowledge really helps all of us just be better people and more tolerable of what's going on with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It might be just a minor misunderstanding. Yes. But based on that knowledge, then you know. So um, talk a little bit about some of the classes and courses, you know, that are coming up um, because there is a new law that, does require de-escalation training, right? Which started in the state um, January 1st of this year. So it must, you know, all first responders now have to get mental health first aid training. And uh, that will then meet the National Council for Behavioral Health uh, requirements. So this is a continuum that if you're going to be a first responder, and I know back in the day, my daughter was an EMT. Um, and she, this was before any of this was required. And I remember her coming home from a call one day saying, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe this hoarder and this bad situation. And then she found out the story behind that situation. And it totally changed the dynamic of about how she felt about it because there was a reason behind the drama, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this is required. It is now. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it's about time. You know, and hats off to the connection for seeing the need and filling the need um, for this. So how are the classes going? You're growing, right? Yes, for sure. So we did add, as I mentioned, adding the two tailor classes for um, public safety and for first responders. So um, we have full classes every month. We offer um, the classes once a month. We do offer one for community, one for um, EMS, and then one for law enforcement officers as well. So our, our goal is to reach out to local police departments and individuals who are looking to become EMTs and for them to kind of take this training, giving them that opportunity as well. Right. And it, it can't hurt to put this on your credentials, too, that you've been through this, right? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Right. What is the biggest thing you're dealing with right now? Well, something we see a lot is the opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. So we deal with that pretty much on a daily basis yeah. and trying to get those individuals the care that they need to overcome this crisis is huge. Yeah. I hope I hope we keep can keep fighting the fight. Are you finding yourself re- um continually to return to the same um same folks or are you I mean obviously the it's continuing to grow. It's not certainly not going away, but Unfortunately, it's uh you see the same people. Mhm. And unfortunately, you can't force them to get help. Right. But you got to want always, it. They got to want it. And you can at least give them the tools to get Absolutely. to that help. Plant the seed. Yep. Well, Nikita Jocelyn, I want to thank you so much from the yep. connection and Officer Jeffrey Fish from Hartford PD, well, Hartford Police Department. Us. Thank you for being here. This was a great conversation. And again, this information is available on the Connections website at The Connection Inc. Org if you want to know about the training, the programs, and uh, they'll have you up there in front of that class, <laughs> giving them lots of knowledge. So thank you both for being here. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Yes, and hats off to our finest Hartford PD for all the great work you're doing to work with agencies like The Connection to make Connecticut a better place. Well, for being it's, here it's a well. cooperative effort, so thank you as well. Thank you so much. And we got one more thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.